What's good? It's your boy Larry. I'm here with my guys X and Dion, and welcome to Break the Bank, a sports betting podcast brought to you by three guys just doing what they love, chopping it up about sports and having a good time while trying to win some money in the process. Last week, we spoke about our three picks. It wasn't aired. We didn't record it, but we spoke about three picks that we had for the week, and we all picked the upset for the week. We're going to get into that in a second. But this week, we're going to, just to let y'all know, this week, we're going to talk a little bit about what happened last week, some week one overreactions, and then we're going to make some picks for week two. Now, X, my fellow Giants fan, my fellow Bronx native, X went two and one. He had Jackson. Three and one. Three and one. Please, Larry, don't disrespect me. Nah, nah, nah. Three and one. I'm going to do the upset separately. Okay. Because... Because the way I'm doing it, we going, by the way, we keeping track of our record throughout the whole season. So I'm so the way it's gonna be is it's gonna be two records. It's gonna be your spread record and your upset record. So for the spread, X went two and one. We all picked Jacksonville at minus two and a half. We all lost that. But then X had Denver Broncos minus three. And Pittsburgh Steelers with the upset at plus six and point six and a half. He went two and one. Dion, another one, two and one. Like I said, he had Jacksonville as well, but he had San Francisco at minus seven and a half. And he had Dallas at plus eight and a half. Both covered. And then my dumbass <laughs> picked the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to cover eight and a half spread with as the favorites over the Cowboys on a Thursday night. And the bum-ass Aaron Rodgers led Green Bay Packers to beat the Saints by at least four. My dumbass, 0-3, the only one that didn't that didn't come out victorious on the spread. But we all did good with the upsets, though. X had the Dolphins with the upset. Dion had the Eagles with the upset. And I picked the Steelers with the upset. So we all did good with the upset. I got to do much better on the spread. But how you guys feeling after week one? Let's start with X. I mean, overall, I think the best thing I did was figure out what games I wanted to stay away from. Because, you know, week one, you just don't have enough information. So, I, you know, I, I saw the games I wanted to focus on. I did good in those games. And I had enough discipline to just stay away from the ones where I didn't trust my instincts. So overall, I feel good about it. Yeah, I mean, I... I feel good about what we did on the show. Um, I didn't have the discipline X had, and I decided to bet basically every game on Sunday, um, <laughs> whether it was, a, it was a, an over-under, a player prop, a spread. There wasn't a game I wasn't a part of on Sunday, and it ended horribly. But what we did on the show, I feel very good about. I've always said if I could limit myself to three or four bets a week, I'd be the greatest gambler to ever walk the face of the earth. And we're going to find out on this show. So I look forward to it. I'm looking forward to it as well. So how did you do on Sunday after betting on everything? I'm pretty sure the only games I won were the three that I gave out on this show. (laughs) (laughs) How about you, X? Did you play anything this Sunday? Yeah, I just played the games I gave on this show and I, and I picked um, the Cowboys to cover against the Bucks. So overall, Four and one. So for the games that I actually played, so I feel good about it. It was a good weekend. You know, it's funny. Out of all the games that I picked, the only one I actually played from the ones I picked was the was the Steelers to upset the the Bills. 
I, I bet on the Giants to lose and for Saquon to have under 50 rushing yards and for the under to be under, I think it was like 40-something. It was like 44 and a half, I think. Killed on that ticket. What What's your week one overreaction, Dion? I mean, we talked about it a bit on the last show, and it, I know we didn't record it, but um, it's the same thing it was going into the week one. I don't think the Buccaneers are very good. I think that defense is trash. Um, Dak carved him up with no run game, like no run game whatsoever. He didn't have a ton of time in the pocket, but the way they manipulated that D-line, I, I thought – was pretty phenomenal, specifically for a team whose coaches fucking suck. So I can only imagine what someone like Kyle Shanahan or Sean McMid would do if they had a week or two to prepare for that defensive line. And um, my week one overreaction is I don't think the Bucks. I'm going to say I don't think they get past the divisional round this year if they're, if they're lucky. Okay. And it's it's funny you bring up the Bucks because the Bucks defense hurt me with the eight and a half spread. But more than that, it was the offense. What had me bugging during that game was even they put up a lot of points, right? Most of that was in the first half, though. And then the Cowboys defense sucks against the run, but the Bucks couldn't get their run game going. They couldn't get into a groove at all. They relied too much on Tom Brady. I mean, obviously they won. But not being able to establish a run game against the Cowboys is is concerning for me. I mean, the thing about the Cowboys is their defense as a whole probably isn't that good. But if they do have one particular strength, it's probably up the middle. So that doesn't surprise me. Plus, I just think that Buccaneers O-line is it's okay. It's just good enough when you have Brady back there. That kind of gives you a wider margin forever. Um, but I just, you know, they haven't really been able in the past couple of years to consistently get the run game going. So I'm not surprised, but I don't think that'll be the case for the whole year. Um, you know, it was the first game. Also like um, over the course of Brady's career, um, I want to say his team starts. So the first four weeks, like I remember specifically that era where Alex Smith was the quarterback, but the chiefs, the chiefs would start out like four and zero, and I believe the Patriots started out two and two once or twice in that situation. I think Brady Brady offenses start slow. We kind of saw it last year, right? Like they were pretty trash the first eight weeks. They picked it up at the end of the season. Where I get concerned with the Bucks, the reason I brought the defense up is Brady was trash against the Washington R-words. He was trash against the New Orleans Saints. And then he was even worse against the fucking Green Bay Packers. And that defense carried him three straight games. I'm not going to say he was trash against the Chiefs. Um, although he was, but that game was such a blowout so quickly, he didn't really have to do anything, so it's okay with me. The other three were close games, and he didn't do shit. So, like, I, I'm if I'm a Bucks fan, I'm watching that game, and I got to admit, like, I'd be a bit concerned with the production you're not only getting out of Brady, but if the defense can't uplift him, they have nothing. And Didn't he throw three touchdowns in that NFC championship game? Um, Against the Packers? Mm-hmm. I think he threw three picks. No, Rodgers threw three picks. I think Brady did, too. Yeah, Actually, you know what? I think he threw, like, two or three touchdowns in the first half, and in the second half, he played like shit, but the defense kept him alive. I'm pretty sure he threw two or th- 
two picks in the fourth quarter. Yeah, well, you know what? Fuck the Buccaneers. X, what's your upset? Of the, I mean, well, what's your week one overreaction? I think the Vikings are worse than even I anticipated. You know, I know just from talking to people that a lot of people were expecting the Vikings to compete for the division title. And a lot of them were really banking on that defense. You know, I, I think they had a few a few key contributors kind of opt out last season and they were getting them back. Anthony Barr, Danielle Hunter. Um, but honestly, I think Patrick Peterson is washed, man. Oh, yeah. I think I think him and Brashad Breeland, if those are your two starting cornerbacks, then you have to bank on your, on your front four being able to generate um, pressure on the quarterback. And if they're not getting home, those cornerbacks are going to get exposed. So honestly, if that Viking defense isn't dominant, Kirk Cousins isn't the type of quarterback that's going to be able to elevate the team with his play. So honestly, I feel better about wanting to fade the Vikings this season and taking it under. I, re- I respect it. Now, for me, I, I think the Saints actually might be able to win this division. James Winston was looking like a superstar, and he's always had the talent. And then we, we, we spoke about this last week, about how he had that surgery to fix his eyes, that apparently he went his whole life not knowing that he couldn't see clearly. And then this man's looking like an MVP. I know it's only one week, but... He got a solid defense. He got a def- decent offensive line. He got the best running back he's ever played with. And he did all that without even Michael Thomas playing. Like, he looked that good and didn't even have his number one guy. But they're way too injured. I believe Marcus Davenport's injured now. Marshawn Lattimore, we don't know when he's coming back. I don't think it's a guarantee Michael Thomas is back anytime soon. We talked about it last week. I did say... Uh, I'm with you on that. I I believe I was the one that said if the Saints can start hot and hold off some of these injuries that they'd be able to win the division. Mm -hmm. Jameis to me didn't look that good. Like, I think we all need to like reel it in a little bit. Like he, at one point he had like 96 yards and three touchdowns. All right. Now (laughs) maybe it's, maybe it's because he ain't played much since he threw like 51 interceptions, it felt like his last year starting with Tampa Bay. But like I said, look, that's what this segment is for, right? Overreaction. Yeah, for sure. This this man didn't make the same silly mistakes that we saw him making when he was in Tampa Bay. He's cost his team games with his mistakes. We didn't see that last week. He played great. Look, 96 touchdowns and three interceptions is not something you ever expect to hear when you're talking about a quarterback stats, let alone Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston having three touchdowns and no interceptions is a rarity. I'll take that. No, and look, here's the thing about Jameis Winston, right? Even dating back to his days as a Buccaneer, if you watch any one particular game, he might look like a top five, top 10 quarterback because he has that type of talent. The problem has always been consistency, right? So you're talking about a Green Bay Packer team that didn't look all that enthusiastic to be there. They didn't really play well as a team. You know, one has to wonder if the team chemistry issues are kind of spilling over into the season. And honestly, the team laid down. So I am enthusiastic about the ceiling that their offense can reach. But I'm not going to say that James Winston is all the way back. Not yet. I got to see it a little bit more before I make that statement. I mean, but you also got to take into consideration that he's playing under Sean Payton now. 
Sean Payton is going to limit the situations that he's not going to put him in those situations that Bruce Arians was putting him in. Bruce Arians was putting a blind quarterback to throw 50-yard passes seven times out of ten. Like, he's throwing deep balls, and he's seeing two receivers, but there's only one. Like, yeah, I disagree with the notion Sean Payton won't do that, though. Sean Payton spoke a ton in the preseason about how he wants to air the ball out deep. All right, and and also taking into consideration that you just said, even after all that, your boy at one point had 96 yards with three touchdowns. Yes, and I think – so here's the thing about week one, Um, and this is why, although I bet the Ravens, I took the over, and I lost the fucking Ravens bet, but at least I won the over. Um, I took the Raiders and the under. That's crazy. The reason I took the over is because you have three months to script an offense – and no one does that better than John Gruden, Sean Payton, and Bruce Arians. And I, there was never a doubt in my mind that Jameis Winston would play good week one. Jameis Winston's season starts on Sunday for me. Because I would venture to guess they practiced how they were going to play that first half specifically for the last three weeks. And he okay. knew exactly what play he was going to call every single time. Sean Payton probably didn't even need to say it. it that's how much it was scripted. Um, the second half probably wasn't nearly as scripted, but it probably was too. And if you go back and look at specifically the Raiders, just because I brought up that Ravens Raiders Monday night game for whatever reason, um, ever since John Gruden took over, Derek Carr and the Raiders offense looks great, specifically the first half of weeks one, and then it tails off. And I think the Saints and the Raiders are in the same boat where it's like, okay, yeah, they won on Sunday. Yeah, they look good. Jameis, Derek Carr, et cetera. Let's see what happens when you have to go off script. Okay, so on Sunday, they got a one o'clock game against the Carolina Panthers, and right now DraftKings has them as three-and-a-half-point favorites. Carolina Panthers, much, much better defense than the Green Bay Packers. Uh, The Green Bay Packers Packers defense is horrible. I wouldn't say horrible. I wouldn't say it's horrible, man. Jair Alexander, Kenny Clark. Darius Smith. Smith, yeah, yeah. I won't say how they, they got they some good players. I'm talking about as a whole. Now, if you can't stop the run, you got nothing. I mean, they can't. They can't stop the run against the Niners. I think they do okay against other teams. All right. Again. Anyway, my whole point is three and a half point favorites. Saints got to go off script now. Who you got? Saints or Panthers? Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna stay away from that game since it got like in nah, terms you can't of stay, nah, you can't stay away from this because I'm not saying this as your, your picks for week two. I'm saying right now, based off of everything you just said about Jameis Winston and the Saints, with them going off script in week two, do you see them being able to beat the Panthers? I love the total in that game, but um, you like the over, or you like the under? I like the over. I don't think either team can stop in those. All I hear is you dodging the question. Yeah, I think the Saints – yeah, I mean, the same applies for Sam Darnold. You know, everyone reacted to how Darnold looked week one. The same Which applies he didn't look he didn't, he didn't look, look great, but he didn't look it, great either, though. No, yeah. He, and, he and, did but, exactly what I expected. He was the check down king. Yeah, and again, that stuff works in week one. No one knows what you're going to do, specifically if you haven't played – for the team the way Darnold hasn't played for the team and Jameis hasn't played for the Saints. And if the Saints offense is going to look the way it's going to look for the full year, Sean Payne did a hell of a pump fake this preseason. 
because that's completely different than the offense they ran in the preseason. And that's a that's a genius move on his part. But and that also, will work for a little bit. It will. Also remember, though, with the preseason, I don't want to get too off topic, but with the preseason, most of the NFL wasn't playing starters until that final game. But the Saints were, though. That's the only reason I – but the Saints, like specifically Jameis and Taysom Hill, they both played a decent amount. Um, so he did a hell of a pump fake there if this is his plan to run the ball and Jameis, who also was a checkdown artist on Sunday. Um, but I mean, the same applies for the Panthers. Like I said, I love the over in that game. Um, but so, I think the Saints probably win. I don't trust Matt Rule enough to, to think they'll win that game. I look, we've been riding the fence long enough. The Rams are going to make the Super Bowl. No, and I feel confident about that. The Rams are the Rams are as good as I said they were going to be. I told everybody that Stafford was going to add a different element to that offense, and you saw Stafford's ability to throw the ball down the field. That was what was missing with golf, right? They didn't trust golf would be able to make the reads down the field and have confidence making those throws. And I think now with Stafford, I just think that offense is going to be electric all year, and I think they're better than a lot of people gave them credit for. And I think they're very clearly better than the Niners, who low no. key off defensively. A little bit of mid. I don't like their secondary. They lost for Red, you know, who was uh, great in the slot. I don't like the Niners defense as much as I did preseason. Right. So Rams. I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you 60 seconds to to battle this out with this bullshit right here. Cause I know Dion want to defend his his 49. Look, I mean I, I think the Niners the fourth quarter was atrocious. That's not you burn the tape on that and you bury it, right? That being said, the first three quarters, we started the fourth quarter up with like 38-17 or some shit like that. It was 31 to, to 7 or 10 at halftime. You know what I mean? Like the offense looked very explosive without our starting running back, who's gone for the year, but without probably our backup in Trey Sermon and Brandon Ayuk, who's our number one. So it's like the offense was extremely explosive. I think the defensive line was dominant. They made Peeney Sewell look like a bum, like honestly. Um our front seven, very, very good. Our secondary is our weak spot. We knew that going into the season. I thought Demandre Lenore was amazing. One catch, three yards. He was the most targeted corner all, all week on Sunday. Um, if he can play like that, I don't think the Verrett loss is as big of a deal because Emmanuel Mosley will be back in the next week or two to, to slide into that other uh, outside corner position. And Quan Williams is probably the best slot corner in the league. So, so now we're going to move on to make our picks for week two. Let's start. So let's start off with the spreads. You can make it three spread picks, and then we'll do our upset. X, you can start it off. What's your three picks? I know. I know. Before the show, we was we was talking backstage. You said you didn't want to. You didn't want to make any picks this week, but you got to do it, my brother. Oh no, I'm gonna make the picks because I'm not a coward. But for those of you out there who are like Dion, who want to make a ton of bets. Just stay away. <laughs> Honestly, week two is the most profitable week for Vegas because the lines are going to be artificially inflated. Everyone thinks that however a team performs in week one is going to automatically carry over into week two. So it's going to be hard to find value. But with that being said, the first pick, let's see. I'm probably going to go, I'm going to ride the Rams, right? I think the Rams are better than people anticipated. So I'm going to ride them. And honestly, I feel normally I wouldn't like having a, you know, the, the spread being three and a half on the road, but I think being in a dome is actually going to help that Rams offense. So for my first pick, give me the Rams. I'll take the points three and a half on the road. Now with this one, 
I'll be honest. I was kind of low on the Cardinals heading into the season, but I like the way they look week one. Again, typical overreaction. But this is really a bet against the Vikings. I think it's going to be hard for the Vikings to stop that, that Arizona passing offense. The Cardinals are at home. Give me the three and a half points with Arizona. Yo, Kyler Murray looks amazing. He 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 really doesn't stop getting any better. What's your final pick? Let's see. The thing is, so many of these lines have so much betting on them so early that they've moved a lot. I don't want to be a sucker and take take another favorite, so I'm trying to find a dog to take. So I'm going to go ahead and you know what? I'm going to take the Eagles plus three. You know, you don't got to feel like a sucker for that. You know, that's what the upset round is for. No, but well, here's the thing, right? So week one, the underdogs went 11 and five against the spread, right? So chances are, if you took a bunch of favorites, you probably lost. So especially what I'm looking for is, you know, teams that are going to be underrated heading into week two. So come back to me on my third pick. Let me look at the board a little bit more. All right, I mean, I got my picks. Um, so, so you taking back that Eagles pick is what you're saying? For now, for now. All right, after Dion, uh, you should have your pick ready. All right, um, my first pick is Niners minus three. That, that one is a lock. Uh, that's way too little points. That's a complete overreaction to the Philly Eagles game, which I took Eagles money line, by the way. That was my upset of the week last week. Again, scripted quarterback Jalen Hurts kills it in scripts. Lincoln Riley was so good at that. He had a whole training camp to prepare for the Falcons, who, who are trash. I don't think you see that this week. The Niners are staying on the East Coast, so they're not going to have um, have any issues with the time zone or anything like that. I love that pick. Um, I was going to go in a different direction here. But now I'm all over this over in Saints-Panthers, um, over 45. I don't think either team can really stop a nosebleed. The Saints are missing, it feels like, their best four defensive players. Panthers' defense just isn't very good to me. So uh, it, so you're going with the over 45 and you're going to stay away from the spread? Or are you yeah. saying – No, no, okay. I'm staying away from the spread. I'll just take the over 45 in that one. Um, and then my third pick is – we're, we can take the Sunday night and Monday night games too, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah this one this one's super easy to uh, Chiefs three and a half. Um, someone tweeted it out on Monday. They said the timing with running backs is essential for the Ravens offense to look normal. And it didn't look normal on Monday night. They scored 27 points. That was more of a testimony to the Raiders defense being horrible. Um I think Chris Jones eats them alive on Sunday night. Mahomes and, and the Ra- and the Chiefs kind of just do this thing where it's like they they let you pretend to be in a game and then they run the touchdown play. And then they run another touchdown play and then another touchdown play and then next thing you know the game is over. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to take that game first quarter, first half, and full game. Uh, I don't know what the first quarter and the first half lines are, but I got the Chiefs three different ways. I think that one's going to be a lot. I think it's honestly, I think it's going to get really ugly. I did not like the way the Ravens looked on Monday. And the fact that the Raiders scored 33 points when Derek Carr can't throw to a fucking receiver. I feel like Darren Waller, Darren Waller, Darren Waller, whatever his name is, was targeted 15 times in the first quarter. It was ridiculous. Um, 
My upset pick. No, 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 no. Save that. Oh, okay. X, what's I've, your final pick? For my third pick, I was going to go head-to-head with Dion, but instead I'm going to go with the under 40 and a half points for tomorrow's game, the Giants at the Washington football team. Um, I think that's going to be an ugly game, honestly. I don't think the Giants – if the Giants get to 17 points, that'll be a miracle. And I think defensively they should be just good enough to kind of keep that Washington offense at bay. So give me under 40 and a half points for Thursday night football as my third pick. All right. Well, for me, my first pick, I'm going to go with a proclaimed upset. I'm going to take Dallas Cowboys plus three and a half over the Chargers. I like the plus three and a half. Shit, I, I like the plus three and a half and the over 55. Yeah, I'm I was going to say, I, I like the over in that one again. Look, I'm going to give out four bets on this show. I promise you I'm going to wind up betting every single game. I'm probably going to take the over in that Char- Chargers-Cowboys game. All right, you could give us those those bets right now after this. Uh, I'm also going to – I'm with Dion. I'm going to take the 49ers minus three. And I'm going to play it safe. I'm going to go with the Cardinals minus three and a half over the Vikings. Part of me wanted to go plus five, five and a half with the Raiders just now, but I didn't want to pick two upsets when I got a whole upset round for that. So I'll start off with the upsets. My upset is going to be that tomorrow the Giants are going to win on the road against the Washington football team. The Giants somehow always find a way to score points when they play the Washington team. And I think tomorrow will be no different. And is I, I agree with the under. I agree with that, X. I might even bet on that tomorrow. But they just announced Ryan Fitzpatrick is out for the season the other day, right? I think it's like six weeks. Six weeks is six to eight weeks or something like that. Six or to eight, eight weeks. You might as well just keep him. You might as well just keep him on the sideline for the rest of the season and trade for Cam Newton after hearing that shit. <laughs> Uh, Bro, what, what's that? What's that? What's yeah? What's his name? Heineken. Heineke. Heineke. You never heard. You never heard Chase Young go Heineke. Oh my God. <laughs> he he went. To, oh man, it's over, bro. Like Chase Young's probably gonna finish the game with twelve tackles and three sacks. Pause. But Heineke's also probably gonna throw like three interceptions. Yo, don't sleep on the giant secondary. I don't like your face or your reaction to that, Dion. But anyway, that's my upset. What was your upset? You were so eager to tell everybody. What's your upset? Yeah, well, first off, I want to comment on your upset. <laughs> because ho- hopefully everyone heard you say you went 0-3 earlier and decided nah, but, not but, to but listen. you know what? I, I, hard way. 0-3 the hard way. Because <laughs> none of them were particularly <laughs> close. That in mind. Whoa, 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 whoa. The Buccaneers one was close. No, it wasn't. And no. We, no, all it wasn't. Lost, we all lost on the Jacksonville one. Yeah, we did. No, yeah, we all got fooled by Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence. I think the whole world lost that game, honestly. Yeah, I did too. I don't think and, we're alone in that. But um, and yeah, the, the Giants... Green Packers, the Green Bay Packers did me dirty. Giants, Washington, R words. Uh, first off, I love the under 40 points on a Thursday night game. It doesn't matter who's playing. I like that. Facts. And then it, it's even better with these two bum ass teams because <laughs> they can't. They are no, the Washington trash. No, San Francisco, San Francisco go to the Super Bowl one time in 20 years. 
Look, twice. and niggas, niggas want to talk crazy. Twice. Look, look. Twice. The Giants yeah, think, right. bro. I'm a Giants times, fan. We think. Lost we... both times, but want to talk crazy. But, uh, yeah, I mean, y'all suck. And then Washington sucks, too. Daniel Jones, bro, we talked about it last week. Again, it wasn't recorded for anyone that who went over. You keep saying we talked about it last week. But y'all are going to regret that Fields trade. That was fucking stupid. And it looks Yo. dumber by the second. Yo, can can we stop talking about the field trade, bro? I've I'm just thinking- saying that shit looks dumber by the second. The only thing you guys are holding on to is the fact that Andy Dalton's still starting for whatever reason. But like, besides the point, um, love the under. I thought that was a great pick by X. It was probably something I was gonna take, but eventually I have to take different picks than him. That way I can get a better record. Um the Giants, I'm pretty sure Heineke beat y'all last year. That's a fact. Yeah, so, and the team was worse. Like, Washington's team was worse, and y'all probably were better. I don't think Saquon Barkley, this is not a game Saquon Barkley is going to get going, like, running-wise on. There's no way. No, uh, yeah. That Washington still takes him a couple more weeks. I think it still takes a couple more weeks. So, for anybody listening, for at least the first four weeks of the season, I don't care what you see anywhere always bet the under on saquon barkley rushing yards until they drop it to like 35 yards always bet the under but um yeah i don't think he gets going at all in that and then you got it's got to be a kenny galladay game because there's no evan ingram so um yeah i mean I was surprised the Giants were three-point dogs. I would take the plus three. if I, I don't think it's going to be a blowout by any means, but I do think game-winning field goal type shit from Washington maybe. But anyway, my upset pick, and I feel very, very confident with this, Tennessee on the road in Seattle. Take Ooh. the five-and-a-half, sprinkle the money line, hammer the money line, sprinkle the five-and-a-half. It doesn't matter. Seattle's not that good. They're one-dimensional. I don't think that defense is very good. Tennessee is going to play a pissed-off game of football. Well, for 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 our upset picks, do y'all want to pick an upset month like a an underdog money line? Yeah, money line. So let's do that. Any of our yeah, upset that, picks yeah, are going to be the money yeah, line. money line, money line, money line, money line. I yeah, I'm going to have. I was just say, I was just saying take the spread and then sprinkle the money line because that's what I'm going to do on Sunday because it's such a big money line. But um. Yeah, no, nah, Tennessee's going to play a pissed-off game of football. Derrick Henry's oh, going to get about 40, 50 touches. I think was, Julio and A.J. Brown go off. I don't think Seattle's that fucking good. I, that was going to be one of my spread picks, but I decided to stay away. And See, it, was I, almost, it was almost an upset pick. I would say that. Honestly, honestly, I think you're wasting money. It's, it's being recorded, so I'm telling you now, you're going to lose that bet. <laughs> um, the Titans, honestly... I, I study football religiously. I couldn't name the Titans starting cornerbacks right now. And then you're going to throw Tyler Lockett. Well, and, who, and who, who, are the, who are the Seahawks starting corners? Oh, I don't know. I, <laughs> 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 and, and you're going to throw Julio Jones and A.J. Brown? Like, I mean, we could do the same thing yeah, back I mean, and forth. Fair enough. But fair enough. I mean, look, I just – I would stay away. But I see where you're going. For me – Look, man, until the Bears are, are wising up at Starfields, I'm going to take the opportunity to bet against Andy Dalton. So <laughs> give me 
the Cincinnati Bengals. Give me Joe Burrow. Give me Jamar Chase. Give me that passing attack against the Bears. Um, that's going to be my upset pick of the week. I don't like it, but I don't hate it. I definitely like the Tennessee pick more. And I'm Look, probably, man, and the, the, the Tennessee pick team. for people listening, if you don't like it, money line, if you're on X's side, take the spread. There's no way, no way Seattle beats Tennessee by a touchdown. Now, it's Seattle is at home. Yeah, that's why I decided to stay yeah, away. Yeah, Seattle's at home. Yeah, That's why I decided to stay away, simply for that reason. Look, if there's one team that has a home field advantage, it's the Seattle Seahawks. And honestly, as bad, I don't really trust Seattle's front four to generate pressure, but that Tennessee offensive line was just toyed with. So, honestly, I think Seattle is physical against the run. I, th- I don't think they're going to completely shut down Derrick Henry but all it takes is a quick strike from Seattle. And if they can get an early lead on Tennessee and force them to play left-handed, I just don't trust Tennessee to be able to come back. So for me, give me Seattle. And honestly, I would even feel I'm not going to make it a pick, but I would rather take the five and a half points with Seattle than, than even sniff Tennessee. Honestly, I think they're fraudulent. Shout out to Sean. <laughs> Who you got, Larry? I said I got the Giants. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's oh, right. man. I, I was hoping you were going to change your pick. Yeah. I was giving you a second. Yo, you know crazy. You ain't learned you your lesson last chat. week, bro. Yo, bro, you, you know went 0-3. Yeah, you but I was, right on the, I, I was right on the upset. Yeah, I gave you that. You're welcome. You know what I'm saying? But, bro, you're going to put money on Dan. Bro, everything yo, I'm bro, about I, the I'm bad, yo, but, but you know what's crazy is, like, y'all talking all this shit, but deep down, I really ain't. 100% confident in my pick and been looking through this <laughs> while I was talking to see if I'm going to change my pick. But anything I would change my pick to, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do it. I'm changing my pick. <laughs> I'm going to take the Las Vegas Raiders to upset the Pittsburgh Steelers. I like that. Oh. I like that. Yeah, I don't like that one. I like it. Honestly, look. The only reason why I was hesitant to take it as the upset instead of the spread was because Ben always plays better at home. Yeah, I like the over in that game a ton, 47. But at the same time, I don't think that the Steelers' secondary replicate that performance. Here's the thing. That's why I I like the over. I would take the under 47 points. Mm. Reason being, offensively, Pittsburgh looked absolutely terrible. Najee Havertz got the volume we all expected he would get. He wasn't able to do much with it. Big Ben couldn't really connect and I think he's done. I don't Ben think always can, plays like shit on the road though, bro. I don't I don't think he can throw the ball past 15 20 yards when it needs zip at this point. Um so I don't I don't believe in that offense. And then defensively, I like the Raiders offense, but I think it'll be it'll be difficult. Um, to score consistently against the Steelers just because they're able to generate so much pressure. I mean, if you look back at that Buffalo game, the Steelers never had to blitz. They were literally sending four plays each time and still generating pressure on Josh Allen. So I don't know if I trust Carr enough to be able to throw into those tight windows. So I wouldn't take the Raiders, but I would definitely take the under. I think it's going to be an ugly game. I don't think they get to 48 points. 
Yeah, I just think the Raiders' defense sucks. Um, I don't think the Ravens are very good, and they scored 27. So, I mean, I, I feel like the Steelers can get into the 30s, and then you just need the Raiders to score a couple times. And they're going to air it out all game anyway. Yeah, it's going to be very high-paced. Each team's going to have a ton of possession. We'll get, we can end it right there, and we'll be back next week to talk about how we did and make our picks for week three. Thanks for tuning in.